Welcome to the Did Nothing Wrong podcast, where we cut through the noise and help you to make sense of a chaotic information space. I'm Griff Somke. And I'm Jay McKenzie. Today we'll be talking about Trump's big announcement and the state of play in the 2024 presidential campaign, which evidently starts right now. We'll also be taking a look at the not entirely unsurprising results of the Arizona governor's race, where Carrie Lake has lost to Katie Hobbs in a massive upset, and what an absolute bummer for the Bannon sphere it turned out to be. And we'll be going over the newest MAGA conspiracy theory, this time involving the failed crypto exchange FTX, Ukraine, and the Democrats. If that sounds like a bit of a stretch, you'd be right. But this is exactly what you'd expect from the same people that did Pizzagate. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get right to it. So it's a it's a big day here on uh, November fifteenth, twenty twenty two. Huge, huge, it's huge. <laughs> it is Happy National Clean Out Your Refrigerator Day, and. <laughs> I am just <laughs> pumped about that. You had to bring that I up. <laughs> There's this other thing going on, too. It is also apparently the kickoff to the 2024 presidential campaigns. We had uh, former President Donald Trump making a really big announcement at Mar-a-Lago tonight. And wow, was it ever a train wreck from the sounds of things. And looks like we're going to do it again. He's throwing down announced that he is running for president of the United States in 2024. And now we've got everybody having to choose sides. Oh, so many sides and so much, so much fighting. And yeah, Trump's speech was, I saw some commentary on, of it and he, normally these speeches go for 20, 25 minutes and his aides, whoever those poor people are at this point who choose to <laughs> hitch, hitch their wagons to that Get up um, every day and lose what little dignity they have left. What, what little? Yes. Uh, what's hope Hicks doing these days? I, mm, I don't think she's there, but if he keeps going, will she be back? Well, probably because most people come back, but mm -hmm. the speech, normally these kinds of speeches are 20 to 25 minutes. His aides on it would be 35 minutes. And I think we looked at the clock and he was done after almost an hour and 10 minutes. So, uh, yeah, 70 minutes, which is a bit longer. I think some of the other commentary was saying this is uh, like any normal rally that he gives, except shorter. So it's actually mm. shorter than these so, two, three hour events he normally does. So his fans probably almost feel like they got cheated a little bit, like they didn't get the full the full Donald out of this whole thing. Low energy, sad. Yeah, that was that was the comment. That was the main comment I read about it. People were very low energy. Everybody from, you know, Nick Fuentes and the Groypers to a lot of the conservatives online on Twitter, everybody was commenting on how low energy he seemed and how he was just reading off the teleprompters at this point. Well, how many times can you do this and still feel authentic in any sort of way or still want to do it? I mean, he's like a televangelist up there and mm -hmm. just kind of rehearsing and then going over his lines and then okay let's do it and uh in the back of his mind maybe this will keep me out of jail and with trump it's also maybe he'll win maybe he wants to win i don't know how much he wants to win versus how much he wants to he wants to be president more than he doesn't so that he can enact his revenge fantasies on his enemies and the nation mm -hmm. and he wants to stay out of jail 
He's looking at serious problems legally in New York. He's looking at serious problems in Georgia. He's looking at potential federal charges over mishandling of classified information, the stuff he took to Mar-a-Lago. And at some point, the only way to stay ahead of that is to get elected president. Yeah. Well, now if you indict him, it's political. Uh And honestly, now if you indict him, maybe it'll help him. Maybe he'll poll better. It might. That's the world we live in because his base loves that he is hated and, oh, the deep state and the enemies of the people and the press and all these things that they rail about like, oh, well, if, if they go after our guy, then, well, I guess he's still our guy. And his base has been absolutely primed to hate the FBI. His base has been primed to hate yep. the Justice Department at this point. It's all a witch hunt. Mm-hmm. It's all it's all political. And, oh, he announces his campaign. I heard they weren't going to indict him, but then he announced. And so now we have to support him. Now we have to get on our boat with our Trump flag and all those fun things. Get the Trump truck out again with the flags hanging off the back. Yes, we have those here, too. <laughs> Saw one this morning <laughs> as I was driving. Five yeah. or six flags. Well, that's that's how you know the election was stolen uh-huh. because there are so many Trump flags. It's amazing. Uh, well, yeah. How, how can how can my post not be true on Twitter? It got a hundred thousand likes. Absolutely. Like, <laughs> would people really spread a lie that far? Oh no. What With, what kind of people? Human people or <laughs> the wisdom of crowds, man. Uh, yeah. So the obvious challenger. At this point, is still Ron DeSantis. It definitely looks like there aren't. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Mike Pence. Mike Pence. Come on, who? Mike the Mike, Mike Pence. Mike He's, Pence. He, Mike he Pence. was on the board when they had that when they had the board today on on Fox oh, News. Oh right, of right, potential... right. Mike Pence, the guy who was vice president for four years. I forgot about him. Yeah, yeah, and Larry Hogan. Larry and, Hogan. Uh, Larry Hogan. Uh, I, I don't know. Was Nikki Haley on there? I'm uh, there's sure she so probably m- was. They've got so much talent. There's so many people, political right wing ish Republicans who have a pulse and could theoretically run for president. There, there's a really long list. So right, don't forget about Mike Pence. Right, okay? Mike Pence. I'll try not to forget about him this time. Mike Mike Pence has. <laughs> <laughs> like picture picture a Mike Pence supporter right now. Picture him. What does he look like? <laughs> There's probably exactly one Mike Pence supporter out there. You're right. I, he doesn't and I exist. am trying to get a picture of what that guy actually exist. looks like. But I can't really I No, I'm sorry, like, I can't where, get there. I, where is he? Where did he go? I don't I just We lost him. We lost him for <laughs> he wandered <he's> off. <laughs> Yeah, Mike Pence Uh, was really just not, he did not cover himself with glory in his time as vice president. He has not covered himself in glory since. He is really, you know, kind of the definition of a nebbish at this point when it comes down to it. And he's not going to, he's not going to excite the base. He's not going to get... He's not going to excite anyone. What did he used to describe himself as? What, Rush Limbaugh on decaf? And it's like... (laughs) I mean, did he say that? He said that. <laughs> yeah, he oh he really God. did. He really did. He used to do radio in uh, in Indiana. And uh-huh. That's how he described Rush himself. Rush Limbaugh on DF. Yeah, and he almost gave up on politics because he he lost several house races, and it looked like he was just never going to win anything. And then he did eventually, and he became governor. And then he humiliated himself daily as vice president i think he needs to believe that it was worth it somehow but it wasn't no. Mike. it wasn't no it wasn't worth it absolutely but you wasn't did it worth anyway 
and no one fucking likes you for it. So the the MAGA hates you. MAGA wants to kill you and the rest of them just don't care. It's the worst yeah. outcome. You have one side of the Republican base, the really militant mm-hmm. side of the base that actually hates you. And then the rest yep. of them just don't hardly remember who you are. Yeah, I would love to see a poll that would tell me how many of them even remember Mike Pence's name because I, I can't imagine it's more than 50%. No. I just can't. No, and I mean, vice presidents always have that problem, but Mike Pence in, in particular. Ugh. Yeah, and yeah. then you've got the usual gang of you know tryhards like Ted Cruz. I'm sure he's on the list. And you, you talk about a guy with a charisma problem, guy that just you know people don't like that's dead cruz uh-huh. i mean just picturing his face i the beard helps I, I, <laughs> but but think about what you're where you're starting from the beard the beard helps a little but he's still he's still ted cruz right if you if you think back on old past presidential races primaries and you look at the polling even right before iowa and who actually won or what it looked like Six months later, whatever the the time frame is, it can change a lot. Jeb was the the front runner for several months, mm-hmm. and then Jeb quickly <laughs> became not the front runner. Please clap. Please clap. <laughs> Please clap. <laughs> it just it didn't go his way. But normally, I would say that's okay. We don't know. We don't know how it's going to go. We don't know who's going to be there. We don't know what it really will look like. But this is such a unique race because there's a guy with a cult mm-hmm. that loyally follows him and then there's maybe room for somebody else it would be like if ron paul had ever actually had numbers behind him because his voters aren't necessarily republican voters and i think although they're not necessarily the same people although they are in a lot of cases the same is true of trump you've got people that are primarily maga or america first and secondary to that is their identity as republicans i'm just really interested to see how many people would actually vote if it's not trump how many of these people are just are just trump voters and if it's not trump they just won't vote and how many of these people would vote if it's somebody that say we get into this in june of 2024 the republicans have their national convention and they have a situation where Trump ends up getting denied the nomination somehow. Like they end up with their own sort of Democrat 2016 problem where they have some, whoever the local equivalent of Bernie Sanders is that point, they're Bernie Sanders in this situation. What do those people do? (laughs) I don't know the answer to that, but I think a lot of them are going to stay home. I really think this is not, they can't win without all those people's votes yet they're not going to get them unless it's trump yeah desantis finally kind of broke his silence today about trump in 2024 and he didn't hint that he was running or really attack trump directly but he made some comment about look at the scoreboard and essentially look at how he did in florida and how how trump republicans did in their races and all this and Okay, fair enough. He did, DeSantis did really well in Florida, mm-hmm. in one state. Great. But look at the scoreboard. It, it is that kind of, okay, I'm staying cool and calm, and it's exciting to no one. And it is what his donors want to hear. It's the kind of 
political drumbeat that the donor class and the McConnell Republicans, the establishment's like, yeah, that's our guy. And they get as excited about that as they can be about anything anymore, uh, <laughs> other than 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 re- revoking abortion access to women across the country. Mm-hmm. But yeah, <laughs> that gets um, them going. That does man. get that's, them that's going. Definitely let's, something let's gets be them going. honest. Yeah, is there is there going to be a cult formed around that guy? No. Is is DeSantis is right? It's a good statement. It's it's. 10 years ago, 20 years ago. Oh, that's, that's a political winner right there, but it is the year that it is. And Trump happened and Trump's a thing. And if DeSantis thinks he's going to beat Trump one-on-one with that sort of blase. Well, he's, he's trying to run a very calm, cool and collected campaign in a pro wrestling environment. Right. And guys like that don't get over <laughs> in pro wrestling parlance <laughs> with the crowd anymore. Yeah. The era of, shall we say, bland, boring baby faces in politics is kind of done. It's not something that the voters seem to want to see anymore. It's not something that the base wants to see anymore. Definitely. And yeah, DeSantis is not going to get any traction with that. I, I really think the only thing that you could do at this point, and I don't think he's the guy to do it, but I think the candidate that could beat Trump would be the one that can outheal him. And I just yeah. don't know that there's a bigger, badder monster heel out there than Donald Trump when it comes to the Republican bench. I don't think DeSantis has it in him. No. I don't think he's that guy. That is the issue. If you're political, if you've spent 10, 15, 20 years wanting to be a politician and being a politician and saying all the right things and avoiding controversy and avoiding missteps you how do you suddenly turn that off how do you suddenly you like can't. okay i'm gonna be like trump you can't like trump trump works because he's always been this he doesn't have to practice or train this is just this who he is how he talks yeah that's who, who he is. is that is why he, he came at this in such a unique way and people responded in such a unique way and I, the guy who's gonna out trump him is not a politician right now nope it, it just isn't. You would need someone like, obviously, from the other side of the aisle, but Al Franken, right. who was a comedian. And you would need someone who was an actor, a comedian. You'd need you'd need Dave Chappelle to get up there. Like, Dave Chappelle could probably out-Trump Trump if he wanted to. Oh, absolutely. Whatever you think of Dave Chappelle, he's a smart guy. He knows how yeah. to work an audience. He knows how to make people laugh. He knows how to get people to listen to what he's got to say and yeah dave Chappelle could probably do it you're right and i think that to some extent the reason joe biden can do it is because he's up there kind of playing a character too in a lot of ways joe biden definitely has more personality than a lot of people give him credit for and he portrays the character the you know the aging old school politician who is not afraid to hit you back if you decide to come at him. He will go back at you. He is not passive when it comes to that kind of stuff. Will you shut up, no, man? And, <laughs> what else needs yeah. to be said right there? And the voters mostly wanted Sleepy Joe, but every every now and then Sleepy Joe wakes from his slumber. Yeah, he and becomes he, Dark Brandon. <laughs> he, to you. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, he can play that. He, he can play that game, and he successfully played that game in 2020, and he'll probably get another shot. At playing that game in 2024. 
Well, and he beat Trump once, so. Right, and he said that. I'll beat him again. (laughs) Yeah. So, speaking of elections and people who got beat, after almost a week of denial, anger, bargaining, (laughs) and depression, folks at Turning Point USA finally seem to have reached acceptance that their showcase candidate, Carrie Lake, has lost her election for governor of the state of Arizona to Katie Hobbs. This was a gut punch for Charlie Kirk, Jack Posobiec, and the rest of Team Bannon, who had spent quite a bit of time, effort, blood, sweat, and tears in the state of Arizona in a race that, by all reports, wasn't actually supposed to be competitive. The result even left Arizona State Senator Wendy Rogers wondering on Charlie Kirk's show today if they had been living in an echo chamber. Where do they go from here? <laughs> oh, I saw that clip of, of Wendy Rogers just kind of... That was beautiful. She... Oh, I watched that she, over de- and over today. Deer, deer in the headlights, and it's like she forgot where she was. Mm-hmm. She forgot. She she thought about what had happened, and it's like she was acting or thinking she was back home, and she could just sob and into the mirror, mm-hmm. or, or maybe she just cuddle up with a my pillow and <laughs> promo code poso. <laughs> but yeah, then she kind of. Uh, remembered where she was and and half faked a smile at the camera. Put the brave face on. <laughs> they're dealing with some grief over there. I know or several people have commented and pointed out that they're going through the stages of grief. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it is. It's it's been tough because a guy like Charlie Kirk, he needed this. He really needed to prove that he could win political campaigns. He was he was a, not just a shit poster and not just this uh kind of glorified twitter troll no he's he's a kingmaker he's going to be the arizona kingmaker mm-hmm. and they went so in on that they went so hard on we can win they moved to arizona they had their operation there they had everything set up they blanketed the state they did rallies they brought in the america first rallies they brought in the tpusa rallies they had everything and this is what it did for them yeah they they just didn't get much. No. They tried, and my God, they tried to will it. It also looked like uh, Carrie Lake is dropping her lawsuits. I know they love to talk on Charlie Kirk's show about, we're going to sue this person. We're going to sue everyone. Mm-hmm. Anyone we can sue with anything, we're going to sue them. Yeah, they're dropping some of their suits. Maybe maybe they'll end up dropping all of them. But it does uh, it does show you how uniquely positioned Trump was to deny the election results and try to fight it because he was the incumbent because he was the president and he had pardon power and all these things and you start looking at carrie lake and blake masters and these these other people and they don't they don't have the structure in place to be able to do that they can complain about it but that's about all they can really do there's just and if they just don't if they don't concede then they just don't concede Mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean anything they can't do anything about it they can't show up to the governor's house and say no i'm gonna live here mm-hmm. because they would get thrown out <laughs> they'll throw them out they'll, they'll <laughs> escort them to the police station or at least off, off the property it's the same thing josh shapiro said that you know mestrino wouldn't concede at first and he's just like it doesn't matter if he does <laughs> he didn't yeah. win it's it's polite and it's it's common courtesy and it's what people do but yeah it, it doesn't matter he didn't win mm-hmm. so I think that is good for people to to see the difference and also see like unless unless Carrie Lake or her supporters are prepared to commit violence 
actual street violence and take on the cops and do all sorts of things, which I don't think they are, then what can she really do? Yeah. Her lawsuits are going to get, if she doesn't drop them, they're going to get thrown out. She's going to lose because it's, there's no case. And there's no case. There's no, there's no there there. So they're just going to have to go through the things that they're going through. And maybe they pull off another successful or, you know, primary successful political campaign at some point in the future. But if I was a billionaire donor, I'd be really thinking hard about whether Charlie Kirk's worth any more money. Yeah. Yeah. And Charlie will keep going. He'll find he'll find money where where he can and with his donations and his advertisements and all this. But it's it's it does kind of just get revealed as they all these lawsuits, all these threats, all these things that they were going to do. Yeah, it's just kind of the air's gone out of that balloon. It has. And, and you, you see it for what it is. And you're right, like the money's going to dry up. Maybe they'll talk somebody into it. If Trump's running and Trump pushes hard enough on the donors, maybe they'll they'll get a bigger play somewhere. There's That's possible. But after Trump, if Trump loses, especially, these guys are... These guys are SOL. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're the fringe again. Nobody's going to want anything to do with them at all. They're going to be like Nick Fuentes level. They're going to have this small fringe audience that maybe loves them, but politically they're going to be mostly irrelevant. Well, and I even wonder how much I would postulate that I think Nick Fuentes has more real fans than Charlie Kirk does. (laughs) I mean, however you feel about Nick Fuentes, he definitely has a personality cult around him of people who think he's great. And I just don't know how many real people actually buy what Charlie Kirk's selling. I can see, well, I see what you mean just in terms of Nick Fuentes would be appealing, especially to 20-something hard right or counterculture sort of person. Those people exist, and I don't want to be friends with them, but they're out there. (laughs) And Charlie Kirk's just kind of this douchebag. He's kind of preppy, but not, like, he didn't, I mean, he dropped out of college, and he's... He doesn't seem he's not really remarkable in any level. I mean, it's one thing if he can win elections for people, but if he can't do that, where is he? And he doesn't seem dumb, but he also doesn't seem particularly bright. I just I don't know what draws you to that guy. I don't know where you oh, we're going to he starts to talk more about family and our kids future. And it's like, Charlie, you've been in Arizona for how many weeks and you've been in the studio for like, do you see your kid? Do you, yeah. does he have kids? Does, uh, does, does, <laughs> does he see them if he does? Does he, uh, who knows? I, I can't even picture that guy like at a barbecue or something. He, oh, I'm going to go to my kid's birthday party. It's like, I mean, Poso went really hard on that. He made it really just part of his brand. I mean, his kid had a Twitter account before he was born and all this other stuff, but it really turned into like part of something that he's using to sell himself. Whereas Charlie Kirk, it's just sort of seems like platitudes. Yeah. Everything, everything with him does. Yeah. yeah, it it's easier to like a guy or identify with a guy if you feel like, okay, I think I think he's authentic in this way. I think this part of him is real. I think we're really understanding what he's about. But with Charlie Kirk, what is he about? What does he actually want or believe other than other than power and influence? He believes that he's going to have to go get a real job if this dries up. Yeah. And nothing wrong with a real job, my friend, but that's not what he's been looking forward to for the last few years. So 
That's that's certainly not the cloud or star that he was reaching no. for. And I think that that's the one good thing that could come out of 2024, depending on you know how the results go. Some of these like petty grifters are going to end up just getting flushed from the system. Yeah, and that would be, I think, a net win for American politics, humanity. Yeah, <laughs> humanity. Yep, humanity. <laughs> that's that's the way to look at it because we. Part of the reason we're in this mess that we're in is because of guys like him. And I've been reading tonight, Tom Nichols has been live tweeting, and Tom Nichols has been killing it tonight. He's been talking about, yeah. like, no, we need to put this on display. We don't need to cut away from this stuff. You need to see where this is at because <laughs> this is what got us here. And we're never going to get past this until people look at it honestly and say, no, we can't, we can't keep going like this. This is not... Yeah. A sustainable way to run a country we can't but january 6 2.0 is going to be if if that day comes i i hope i'm not here for it let's let's yeah you think QAnon is bad you think pizzagate is bad you think some of the stuff that trump was forgiven for doing was bad the second term if that comes or if the Trumpism without Trump, if DeSantis suddenly finds a personality and, and becomes <laughs> new Trump. Could happen. Man, we we got to stop. We got to stop pouring fuel on this fire because it's not good. I'm I'm with him there. It's it's there's got to. Right. There's bigger problems. There's bigger challenges. We have to get our own shit together before we can address any of this. And one of the ways that we can get our shit together is by accepting that, like, if we want to see pro wrestling, we should go and buy a ticket to the WWE or to AEW or whatever we're into these days. We shouldn't necessarily expect our political candidates to put on a show for us like this. It's not good. It's not healthy. This is not the no. kind of thing that leads to a sustainable democracy. I mean, we, we look at the, the footage of, like, you know, fights in the South Korean parliament. I'm sure we've all seen that where it's like, you know, they'll get into fist fights and throwdowns, and there'll be 10 or 15 lawmakers slugging each other. And this is funny, but it, we're getting there. Honestly, to me, the best thing about Biden is not thinking about Biden. Yeah. It's, it's going entire days and sometimes several days, maybe a week even here or there without thinking about him because he's, he's just doing his job mm -hmm. and existing and living and not fucking tweeting and, it, aren't we all better off? Uh, isn't that the way it should be? I think our blood pressure collectively is probably a whole lot lower <laughs> as a result of this. Yeah, exactly. Healthcare costs. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, they haven't gone down, but the, the, the strain on the budget maybe is uh, less heart attacks, less strokes. I don't yeah. know. But it's... You it, can't it's... live the way Trump makes people live just by virtue of like, it's too much. I am going to say things all the time in public that might get us into a nuclear war. Well, we've we've talked about how bad it is to be terminally online. If you're just always doom scrolling and always on one social media site or the other, or you're getting brain poisoned by TikTok, whatever the thing is, having Trump be president is it's like that's 24 seven. It's like mm -hmm. that's the your entire life whether you're online or not you're terminally online because he is and because he's the president and so it's he makes his living hell your living hell it, it is inescapable in, in so many ways i guess you can 
escape it if you really want to. But man, I feel like anybody with a conscience is is sitting there and being like, well, I can't just ignore this. I can't just not do anything. But oh, my God, what do I do? And oh, my God, it seems like everything I do makes it worse. You can't live that way. You just you just can't. It's not sustainable. It's too much. No, no. So kind of jumping gears a little bit here. One thing that we were just kind of talking about, these people are constantly looking for ways to stay relevant, to stay kind of in the scene and in the picture. And, you know, they took a beating on last Tuesday. There's no two ways about it. They didn't get the results they wanted to. They end up with a a house majority that means that nobody can be sick for two years if they want to do anything. <laughs> Better hope nobody dies on their side of the fence because they could end up very well not being able to accomplish much. So they'd yeah. really rather not talk about that right now, I think. And they came up with something else to talk about in the last couple of days. The um, implosion of cryptocurrency exchange giant FTX. They got out their their pizza oven and they used a little bit of creativity (laughs) and they came up with a a story about the reason this exchange crashed is because the democrats were supposedly laundering money through ukraine through ftx and it's a little hard to follow but they have all the catchphrases and the buzzwords so it must be something there right they're still working out some of the kinks. Mm-hmm. Either FTX is laundering money into Ukraine that is then being sent back to Democrats or Biden is sending aid to Ukraine and that aid to the Ukrainian government is being sent to invest in FTX and then FTX is also laundering that money back to the Democrats or I don't know. There's, there's. This is really confusing. There's money laundering. We think there's money laundering occurring, and there's FTX, this crypto exchange that 95% of their base had never heard of a week ago. Mm-hmm. And there's just Democrats. Democrat. The Democratic donor is doing this money laundering thing, and Joe Biden is president, and also. Hunter Biden's hard drive is next to me when I'm telling you all of this on my on my podcast. Poso made it made it very clear that that uh, he, well the, the hard drive is right next to me right now. Like he's <laughs> is the hard drive in the room with you right now, Jack? <laughs> just like petting it. Just oh, <laughs> my boy. precious, my precious. <laughs> got this one gold. I got this hard drive gold plated, uh-huh. Steve. Stevie, Stevie Bannon just did it for me. Got that, that, that glowingly fake dissident cash to get me a gold-bladed hard drive over here. Well, the one problem with the whole thing that I see is, like, looking through it, it seems that, yeah, they were big Democratic donors over at FTX, but they were also big Republican donors. Oh, no, no, we can't talk about that. That That does not... That's not part of the narrative we're selling here. Don't know. We can't talk about how the only or the only person who gave the Republicans more money in the midterms was Peter Thiel. We can't talk about that. Who it seems relevant? Who? I don't. What? What is millions of dollars? What? What are you talking? <laughs> yeah. This guy was a Democrat and second only to George Soros. So do we need to have a ten-minute tangent about Ooh, Soros, Soros again? Because right. that <laughs> that might. He was essentially a mini junior Soros. So, wow. Uh, and you know about George Soros. So, Soros. Anywho, um, 
Ukraine is bad, and let's just ignore the fact that this is all a cynical ploy to force the U.S. government to stop sending aid to Ukraine. And obviously that's what the Russians want because Russia and Ukraine are at war with one another. Let's not let's not focus on the fact that we're just helping Kremlin propaganda and talking points spread throughout the right wing media infrastructure once again for the 10 billionth time at this point we've lost track i don't we've absolutely lost track they just they just hit all the notes here and it's all kind of congealed and come together and they're they're still trying to work out the kinks but tulsi talked about it when she was Tulsi Gabbard was the fill-in host for Tucker Carlson on his show. And she said, well, Tucker's going to talk about it in greater length when he comes back. And and you've got Alex Jones talking about it. You've got Jack Posobiec. You've got Bannon. You've got Charlie Kirk. Former Congressman Madison Cawthorn. I posted a screen record of Twitter and you, you go through the search terms of FTX in Ukraine. And it's, I, I did a minute of scrolling and it's, <laughs> Every one of them, every one of them is right wing accounts or pro Kremlin accounts mm-hmm. saying this stuff. There is normally you get this trending stuff. Maybe it was normal before Elon owned Twitter. I'm, I'm not not going to go much further than that. But it seems like uh, these these posts have gotten a lot of likes and retweets. And I don't know. Elon suddenly does not seem uh, so much for the bot problem, huh? Yeah, he doesn't seem too worried about that anymore. And he's he's also um, helping spread this thing. And yeah, we're not we're not going to talk about the fact that the co-CEO of FTX was close to twenty four million dollars he gave to Republicans mm-hmm. in the midterms. Absolutely. These guys wanted influence. They wanted they wanted different things from different parties, but they absolutely wanted influence and and a say over cryptocurrency regulation and how they were perceived in the media and on Capitol Hill. And you had the co-CEO, Ryan Salame, who donated 24 million to Republicans. Didn't he, didn't he head off to Kevin McCarthy's, uh, his vacation home or what was it? They sent their regulatory affairs guy to Kevin McCarthy's donor retreat. Oh. He also contributed personally to various of Kevin McCarthy's pet causes, including getting rid of said Madison Cawthorn. He donated 700000 to that cause, among other campaigns. So like a personal attack campaign. He was Kevin McCarthy's ATM. Yeah. Gosh, got rid of that that guy that we don't like. Mm-hmm. Huh. But don't look that way. That's That's not related. I mean, if what you want to sell me is the idea that hey, these guys are really buying influence all over Washington and it should be stopped. I'm all about that. I'm, I'm definitely sure. down with the idea of regulating how much dark money these guys can flood into presidential campaigns. Yeah, no problem. Let's get rid of Citizens United tomorrow. But... Please. <laughs> that is not what these people are about. They're looking for a club to beat the Democrats with. That's what yeah. they're trying for here, and this just ain't it. Yeah, we're, we're seeing the, the same thing over and over, whether it's, it's Spirit Cooking or Pizzagate or Pedogate or QAnon. There have been so many iterations of this, but you're dealing with people who will spread Pizzagate and, and QAnon, but also defend Roy Moore from pedophilia accusations, rather credible accusations. His low shopping mall certainly thought so yeah where he was banned but you still had guys like poso who simultaneously defended roy moore and said QAnon was created by two guys that are friends of mine hmm. so if you're looking for honest brokers with 
factual narratives uh once again as we've seen I, honestly we, we we need to keep a running tally because there's just so many and sometimes there's a new one every day and they'll try a new one tomorrow they will they're gonna keep going until the party stops whenever that is well they've always been successfully able to you know post through it or bullshit their way out of it that's why this works because they can constantly just move on to the next thing it's it's classic roger stone you know admit nothing deny yeah. everything plot counterattack. just move on to the next narrative they know this stuff's going to fail and they don't care they're just trying to win that day's narrative like seriously yeah. are we still talking about dhs leaks did anything come out of that which was supposedly the biggest story in a generation <laughs> that was the hype yeah that was that was the temple uh -huh. hype. And what was it? Ken, Ken Klippenstein and <laughs> Lee Fang. Even Ken Klippenstein wasn't signing off on that. He was like, I wrote it and it's not that. Right. He said even he said, Yeah, I wrote it and Tim Pool is is being a fabulous and, and exaggerating and every time it's the biggest thing in the history of the universe and it's always the biggest thing it's always the biggest and then they forget tomorrow and their audience forgets tomorrow and they don't care right they just don't care because there are no consequences so and that's what i've always thought you know someone should keep a list if we're going to take you seriously as a political commentator if we're going to take you seriously as a pundit or anybody who has an opinion on this stuff then someone should keep a list of all the proclamations that you've made and before they start deciding whether to listen to you they should just look down the list and say this guy's been wrong about everything oh, for man. two years nothing oh you're gonna make me you're gonna make me go back to the the archives from like 2016 i could i could find them we i should could honestly go we back should. i'd have to look through all their tweets and some of it you've got oh, i've just looked through so many tweets oh my god because some of these guys get banned mm -hmm. or they make a second account or they change their name or you and when you looked at like the neo-nazi trolls that were active in 2015 2016 they would get banned and then a week later they'd be back but they'd have a similar handle so everyone could find oh, them absolutely. and know who they were but it, but it would be a different handle so you have to go find mm -hmm. the archives with a new handle unfortunately I've, I've done all those things and tracked all those things so i could go back and do it <laughs> but i i hate you for for suggesting it but maybe maybe it has to be done. Well, I think for the big ones, it's worth doing. I don't, I don't, I don't think anybody really gives a shit what Douglas Mackey was right or wasn't right about, speaking of neo-Nazi trolls with you know multiple handles. Yeah. But I think it would be good and instructive for people who think Tim Poole is right about anything ever <laughs> to go back and look at what... Yeah, just to know that we're not we're not full of it ourselves. Right. Like, there's just so many. Even Honestly, if, if I was going to track every single one of them, like, that would have to be... That would have to be my Ulysses, and I don't I don't know how many people <laughs> will get that reference, but it, that would be my book that would take 20 years, and it might be amazing when it's finally done. But that's what you're dealing mm -hmm. with. Sometimes it's, they throw out these sort of thought balloons out into the atmosphere and maybe it gets picked up. Maybe it's only one or two tweets and they just say, eh, it's not really catching on. I'll move on. But that's what it is. There's so many things and, and so many little campaigns or mini campaigns or things that started small and then got bigger and maybe they changed a little like it's, but it's just constant. There's so much of it. And they're not afraid to fail. They just aren't. I've said no, that before. I'll say care. it again. They have no problem with the idea that some of this stuff is going to fall on its face. Pick it up, kid. You know, move on. Tomorrow is a different narrative. Tomorrow we get up and we fight for the narrative one more time. We're not always going to win, but we're going to try. We're going to be out there every damn day. Yeah, it matters more that you keep fighting and keep attacking and just keep going than it does if you're right or wrong. 
but you you keep going forward mm-hmm. and you never go back and defend you just you just attack on a new front so yeah this is the latest front and we'll let you know what tomorrow brings indeed thanks for listening to the did nothing wrong podcast if you want to hear more you can go to didnothingwrongpod.com you can also follow us on twitter at james the word four and the letter m all one word and grizza bjj grza bjj as well as dnw pod thanks again for tuning in and remember everyone mentioned did nothing wrong